how's it going? I was feeling real Texan in that moment. Because <laughs> said y'all. Hit you with the y'all. I just. I still use it all the time. I know. That's, I don't know how else to A part of Texas say. that I will not let go of. I think you know, it's just easier. You? It really is. Yeah. It really is. Also, I um, I came home saying y'all in like elementary school. I guess they hadn't picked it up before that. My mom was like, where did you get that from? Because my mom's not from Texas. And I guess she hadn't really picked it up at that point either. And uh, I was like, I got it from my music teacher, Mrs. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was she's like, a Southern. Okay, let's not do all that. Mrs. But Bell said y'all a lot. <laughs> she did. And now it's y'all everything. But you know what? It's the superior uh, way to address people. I, I think so. <laughs> I say that's correct. Uh, you you know, know what? If anyone disagrees, let's meet in the streets, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa's going to throw hands. Oh! I, yeah. Y'all can catch these hands, okay? <laughs> catch them. Uh, how's uh, everybody been, you know? Uh, <laughs> okay. D- does that sound tell you? <laughs> yeah. I've been having uh, weird dreams. I don't know what that's about. Weird. Me so too. have I. Yeah. Kylie, any weird dreams for you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Y'all. Spooky time. What's up? I was on the I was on the Titanic a couple nights ago. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. What happened? It was me and my family. And we were on the boat and it was at the part where the boat was splitting. And so my dad said, run to the to the end of the boat. And I thought to myself, I know how this part goes. You know, <laughs> we're about to have to fling over to the other side. Once it goes down, you hold down, but then you swim to the top because it'll suck you under. So I was prepared. Yeah. But I was scared. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I knew how that story was going down. And I was like, this is it. Good thing I watched it. So it's like a little bit of a lucid dream because you were aware that like. Right. I was like, I was like looking at my mom like, look, I got you, girl. Because I know what's about to happen. Yeah. She knows how to do it. Right. I was like, it's a good thing. in you know, 1994, you know, I watched the Titanic. Good times. Fucking classic. I um, watched that at someone's birthday party when I was in third grade or something <gasps> Same. like that. And um, I don't like now thinking about some of the things that happened in that movie. I'm like, why did her parents let us watch that? True. But uh, they did. My dad I, brought me to the movie theaters to see it. And I remember like for three scenes, he would cover <laughs> my eyes with his hand. <laughs> Oh, yeah. My parents used to always do that. And I would like peek through the cracks in their hands. Like, <laughs> um, my sisters made me laugh so much recently, though, because they were like, did you know that the Titanic is like really long? I was like, yeah, uh, it two came on VHS two VHS tapes. tapes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the two VHS tapes. One had Jack on it and one had Rose on the yeah, side. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Also, a quick shout out to my best friend, Nicole, who is probably listening to this because she has seen Titanic probably over 200 times. 
this Ooh. year. <laughs> I love that. But she it's, she's seen it a million times. It's a classic. I've a been thinking fan. about watching it recently, so I'm probably going to. <laughs> yes. Maybe not tonight, but uh, soon. Do it. Maybe you'll have dreams. And you'll know Maybe how to survive. Let's hope. Because mm-hmm. once in the water, you got to find some floating debris. And I think you can fit more than one person on it. On the mm-hmm. oh my gosh, yeah, they yeah. have done like um, recreations of that scene in the movie and proved that and proved, they yeah. both <laughs> could have fit on that. What was it like a door? It was a door. Everybody knew they were like, we, and I mean, honestly, you would survive like the body warmth of each other. Like mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. I'm so I'm here. I'm just looking at this door in my like. 800 square foot house (laughs) and to think that a door on that massive ship wasn't bigger than this door i'd be out of my mind i steve and i could definitely fit on this door in my house so Mm -hmm. the titanic door has got to be bigger i'm i'm a scientist or a you know a special person but uh i i think i know enough to know we could both fit on that door I think Mm -hmm. so. And that's me and Steve, who's much taller than Leonardo DiCaprio. So. True. Facts. 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 Also, y'all, something weird happened with the audio last week. Uh And we just want to say sorry, but uh, it should be fixed now. Although no one let us know until about 4.30 in the (laughs) afternoon that day. So some of you sweethearts listened to the crazy sounding audio and just went with it. So respect. Love you for that. We love you. But uh, if it ever sounds like we are in a well, like there's super echo, (laughs) that's not supposed to be so yeah uh, nine up. times out of ten that's not real <laughs> um i i removed the original audio and uploaded new audio so if when you're listening to it it still sounds weird remove it from whatever uh listening app you're on remove it from your library and then re-download it and it should be okay or you yes. can go to the goldenghouls.com and hit listen and it's fine on there but uh People thought we were really doing a theme based on the Bobby Mackey's well. That would have been (laughs) cool. um, You know? uh, You know, we didn't think that far. But when I listened back to the episode, it it made sense because in the very beginning, we kept being like, well, well. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get to your story and there's a well. And I'm like, people definitely thought we were hinting at this theme. And it was... Uh, not intentional. So. Uh, we are so creative. We have fun. Speaking of fun, though, we also have a new patron. Oh, it's the lovely Jennifer. 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 Yes, she's Stop. beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's perfect. Um, we know her through the Night Owl podcast. She works with them, and she's just a queen and. At this point, oh my god, it's Jennifer. a good friend. We <gasps> love Jennifer we so love much. Her. I've had Jennifer tattooed on my body since I met her. Yeah, true. You know, freaking gorgeous being inside of my elbow. She, she is like otherworldly. She's <laughs> truly beautiful. Like, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna gas her up because she's 
She's smart. She's funny. She's gorgeous. She's talented. What can't it's she true. do? Got it's it all. True. Where's that tattoo, though, Emily? Inside my elbow. So I can oh, always look oh, at it. Oh, okay. I got oh. this rare uh, arm thing where I can always see it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> She can always see the arm. I can always see the inside of my elbow. I love that. I love that for you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, with that said, we're the Golden Ghouls. Alyssa. Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. It's ghoul talk, baby. Woo. Woo, woo. Now that we've chatted our little mouths off, yeah. uh, who wants to take it away this week? We got some spooky stuff happening. Should I kick it off? Spook it up. Kick it, baby. Okay. So this is actually another story from uh, Christian or Kayla who um, told us about the Green Tavern Inn. Um, that was the name of it, right? In California. Um, he, uh, Glenn Tavern, Glenn Tavern. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Letters, people, <laughs> memories. What? <laughs> How many um, episodes? And he submitted the, the audio file of it. He's a great, um, they're a great storyteller, but we have another, another episode from them. <clears throat> In 2018, I had become a wanderer, a mix of homeless and jumping place to place, just trying to stay afloat. I ended up in what I would consider a commune to some degree, minus how expensive it was to stay in such a mess, but the fact that it was run by nomads added to the authenticity. I'll be quite honest, I don't like the nomads. They sound fun, but they are shifty and manipulative. At this house tucked away in what presented itself as a tropical paradise deep in Reseda, California, There was also a handful of people who were workaways. Basically, they were from foreign countries and agreed to work for people in exchange for food and shelter. In Los Angeles, such a deal seems impossible, but nonetheless, this was the situation. A ranch-style home, rooms split into several bunks, shared bathroom and kitchen, a backyard full of trailers, tiny homes, and tents. I stayed in a tent. It was made to feel like the set of an Indiana Jones movie. Egyptian-themed hieroglyphs outside and inside the tent was a sleigh bed. It was broken, of course, and several dressers. At this point in time, I reached an unbearable low point in my life. Less than six months before, I had the most traumatic loss of a partner in my life, which left physical scars in my body, ripped us apart even though we didn't want to be, and took away the home that we had built. I had become lost, so I wandered, and I ended up here. Charlotte was a work away from Cologne, Germany. Her aesthetic was a mix between alt-girl and hippie, and I would often find her looking at me. We quickly became friends, and she could tell I was deeply hurt. She also could tell things for me, tell things for me got darker at night. And she was right, they did. The workaways also stayed in a tent beside mine, a giant teepee with four mats on the ground, one for each of them. From outside, the teepee looked awesome. From the inside, it looked awful. So I would let Charlotte stay with me. It had become clear that Charlotte had a romantic interest in me and actually told me that my refusals to reciprocate physically what she wanted were upsetting her. I was nowhere near ready for anything like that. Not sure I even am now, two years later. 
I struggled with my own inner demons. I still do, and I couldn't detach myself from the feelings I had for the person I had recently gone through hell with. One day, Charlotte said her heart was racing, among other symptoms, and went to the hospital. I did not go with her, but she came back saying that the nurses had profiled her as a drug user and basically refused her care. Intuitively, I could tell something was very wrong. My own mind started going a million miles a second, constantly telling me I had to get her out of this awful place and back to her family. Not long after, I pulled her aside and I told her this. I offered to even put her up somewhere else because the nomads were telling her to forget her family, never go home, stay here forever. Oh, when labor is free, why wouldn't you say that? I was genuinely the only person telling her to go home. She had another friend trying to coerce her into going to Jamaica with her for another adventure. Charlotte had been traveling the world for four years and hadn't seen her family or the man she loved in all that time. Somehow I was able to get it through to her that going home was a good idea. And to be honest, I didn't think I, I would. She never seemed keen on it. Shortly after she made it home, we learned she had developed stage four breast cancer. We all watched from afar on social media as she spent time with her family and continued on living what seemed a more purposeful life. I was happy. I felt I had done good for this world. In December 2019, one morning, very, very shortly before Christmas, it was announced that Charlotte had passed on. And not 30 minutes later, a strange package arrived at my door with a pair of pajamas in them. Now, my grandmother's life partner, Hans, is also from Cologne. He had left some time ago and had gone to see his family for the first time in decades in 2019. About an hour after the package came, my grandmother called to tell me his sister for Christmas had sent him a pair of pajamas that he claimed did not fit his stature, and he had asked her to send them to me. They were bought in Cologne, Germany, made, and all I could think was that Charlotte wanted me to know that she would keep me safe at night. Oh, getting a little emotional there. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's very sad. I um, the first time I read this, I was like, I know I feel like I read into everything, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's totally a thing. But like, what are the odds? You know, I feel like it was some sort of little parting message from her in a way. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Now my For voice sure. is cracking. Right out of all the places in the world. To receive a package from. Mm-hmm. You know. Oof. Ah, emotional. Thank you for sharing that one. Yes, um, thank you. A little message from the other side just does, it really does something for you. Truly, truly. Whew. All right. Well, I guess this is going to be an emotional app because I have another emotional one. This is from the lovely Fatima. And she says, she's also shared a story with us before. Yes. Like episodes and episodes ago. Mm -hmm, I think it was mm -hmm. a pretty early one, but she's had some very spooky experiences in her life. So here we go. She says, hey, ghouls, it's me again. I have a story for you. This one is about Columbine High School. Really terrible story that deserves a lot of respect. In 2018, my family and I went on our first trip to Colorado. We ventured into Colorado Springs for the first part of our stay and into Boulder for the rest. En route to Boulder, I needed to make a pit stop in Littleton, Colorado because, well, if you didn't notice, I am drawn to such locations. The shooting at Columbine was one that really stayed with me. 
probably because it was the first school shooting that paved the way for how not to handle a school shooting. I remember exactly where I was. I recall being glued to the TV as the events unfolded. I know I'm not alone in this, but for some indescribable feeling, it felt very personal. I knew I would walk those grounds one day. Anyway, on this day in June of 2018, here I was with my poor husband, who I'm now dragging to another location, driving up the main road towards Columbine. And there it was in the distance, the greenish-blue windows and that sandstone-colored building. It was surreal. It was heart-wrenching. Here before me is the school where a terrible tragedy took place, where the face of schools across America would never be the same again. Lockdown drills would be the norm now because of this incident. Decades later, my children are practicing what could happen if there were a school shooter. Damn right, this shit was even more personal now. Hmm. We pulled into the parking lot, and the vibe was intense. Dare I say, I heard residual screaming and gunshots. I felt an intense amount of spirit and unrest. I literally felt the urge to run at full speed. Probably not good, because I'm a klutz, and that wouldn't have ended well. So fight the urge, I did. There's so much to say about the power of suggestion, and I'm totally aware that this is probably in relation to the panic and severe fear I was feeling. But somehow, I knew this feeling wasn't only mine. Probably exaggerated to some degree. However, I know that I was picking up on the imprint that is forever on those grounds, whether or not it was in small doses. On the flip side, I also felt strength. I felt school spirit, unity. I also felt like I wanted to bop the prairie dogs on the head with those boppy things you find in the arcade. They were everywhere, (laughs) just popping up and down by the dozens. Cute little buggers. I digress. What else is new? There are so many prairie dogs there. Like, uh, magical creatures. Anyway, back to the tale. There was a feeling of trespassing, though. A feeling of protection and the need to avoid trying to exploit what happened there. I honestly still struggle with that feeling. I never want to exploit what happened there. The magnitude of trauma that those people had to endure is heart-wrenching. The community is extremely protective of that school and the onlookers. My experience at Columbine was met with mixed emotions, curiosity, apprehension, pain, and horror. As I stood on the property, staring at the school and looking in the windows, it was incomprehensible what took place there. It was challenging to decipher what I was feeling and whether or not it was paranormal or in my own mind. I snapped photos, many photos. The cafeteria looked just as it had when the security tapes were released. Surreal to say the very least. Below are a few of those photos. One photo has a picture on the wall on one of the pillars in the cafeteria. In that photo, it appears to be the shooters. And I assure you, they were not in the photo when I took the picture. I would Hmm. love your input. Uh, The first one is where their faces are circled. So Kylie and Emily, it's like on the dock for you guys to look at. But um, she says, the thing I want to emphasize is there is no way they would have this photo in the cafeteria. Hmm. Um, Yeah, she says, I believe this is a very sensitive issue. I never want to disturb the peace of mind of those that are still suffering from that nightmare. Thank you for listening and sorry so long. Stay spooky, you amazing ghouls, you. XO. And so I sent y'all the picture and I like, I tried really hard to find out 
what these photos are that they have posted around the school because they've got like posters. But this one is like really eerie. Mm -hmm. And like looking at photos of um, the kids who were responsible for the shooting, it definitely does look like them. But it's I, I, I don't imagine a world where they would put that in the cafeteria. So it's super, super weird. Definitely. Right. Uh, I also think that you are a bit of a medium, Fatima. So <laughs> um, I think that, like, you're definitely picking up on those residual feelings. That's, I mean, I can't definitely. imagine that that energy would ever leave that place. So, yeah. Ooh, getting chills. Ooh. Yeah, big time chills. These are heavy hitters. For real. But yeah, um, we can share this photo with you all um, and get your thoughts. But yeah, I, I searched high and low on the internet and I can see other photos of the cafeteria and I I don't see this picture in any of them. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> Very spooky photo. Spooky. And I mean, because it looks like you can see through the two people up front yeah they're not there exactly i know i'm like is it just a weird poster with text overlay or what is it but it doesn't it it does look strangely like Mm -hmm. um those two boys so it does really odd all right well i have one from chris here hi chris hi chris (laughs) Chris says, I've told this story on our show, the No Offense Show, so you guys go check that out. But when my oldest was about three, we lived in an older home here in Florida. We had a kind of open floor plan where our bedroom was on the far side of the kitchen. My son's was on the other side. But when our door was open, you could see all the way through the house. So about 3 a.m., I woke up to someone smacking the bottom of my foot. I was asleep on my stomach, so the bottom of my foot was facing up. I sat up in bed, dumbfounded, (laughs) looking around for the dog, thinking maybe his tail hit me on a pass-by, but nothing was there. No sooner than I start to really freak out, I see my three-year-old son walking through the kitchen on his way to our room because he had been woken up by something as well and was freaked out. I scooped him into bed and had him sleep with us the rest of the night. (laughs) A few days later, I was playing with my son in his room and very abruptly, he looked over my shoulder and said in an annoyed tone, come on, dad, let's get out of here. There's a shadow in here. I asked him, what was he talking about? And he said, there was a shadow in his closet and he saw it a lot. I asked if the shadow was a boy or a girl. He replied that it seemed to be a girl. I asked if the shadow was young or old, and he said, old like grandma. Then he said he didn't want to talk about it anymore. We Hmm. switched his room with the spare room to make us all feel better about it. His old room was now the spare room, and my sister-in-law came to stay with us for a while and complained about crazy nightmares and a general heavy feeling in there. She tried to have our dog sleep in the room with her, but he wouldn't go in. When we moved out a couple months later, our landlord told us that his wife's aunt lived in the house and died there as well. We're convinced it was her. 
My lovely wife, the Duchess, has since told me. By the way, I love that. Like the Duchess. I hope that yeah. is that a nickname. I love it. Moving forward, I like you guys to call me the Duchess. Done. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't dream of calling you anything else. Oh, thank God. <laughs> my lovely wife, the Duchess, has since told me that after we moved out of that house, my son said to her months later that he was so happy that we were in a new house because there were no shadows. I never knew that, and I also never knew that she claimed she heard her name being called in that house. My son, now 10, brought it up to me recently, kind of casually, as we were walking through a parking lot on a grocery trip. He says, remember when we lived in the house with the shadow? I said, yeah, man. He replied, yeah, that sucked. I'm glad there's no (laughs) shadows at our house now. Chris. Whoa. I'm I'm glad y'all got out. I also like that it wasn't disclosed that someone died there until after they moved out. Yeah, why didn't somebody tell you before? That's weird. I don't you have don't to? No. It it varies. It depends on the state. Uh, um, some uh. places, like you, unless you ask specifically, did anyone die here? They are not obligated to tell you. But in other places, they have to tell you if it was in the last three years, some it's the last 10. Like, it's it's different based on where where it is. It's very some places, odd. it's the same with, like, asking, is this place haunted? Yeah. Like, they only have to tell you if, if you ask. I, I need to be asking that every single time. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I'll never forget... Years ago, Steve and I were house hunting and we were looking at this place that was right next to the cemetery. Like it shared an alley with the cemetery. It was basically in the cemetery. (laughs) And I asked the couple who was living there, like, so is this place haunted? You guys ever see anything weird? And they kind of looked at each other. And I don't know if they thought I was crazy or if they had, like, seen some shit in there. Mm. But the vibe that I got was that they'd probably seen some shit in there. They were like, she They were like, she asked. She knows. I feel like it would be very silly for someone looking at an apartment or a house in Salem to ask, like, oh, did someone (laughs) die here? It's like, yeah, obviously. Everyone and everything's so old, so it's like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, someone died here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, at this point, someone has died pretty much everywhere, if not in your house on the land. True, so, that's just facts, y'all. FAX, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you, you're saying FAX, are stuff. you? She is, I am. <laughs> That's what that's what Alyssa told us last week. Is that's what the kids are saying? They say facts, but they spell it F A X. Yeah, I don't. I'm just trying to stay hip. All right, I love love that. You guys, a feel good story though. Has have y'all seen the video going around of the little turtle whose heart is exposed? What is that a feel good story? It is because this guy is taking care of her and they didn't think she would live very long, but now she's like a year and a half plus and she started out like the size of a quarter and now she is a, a, a decent sized turtle and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. 
and she oh, loves her dad. She like gets excited when he comes in. She starts like Aww. flapping her little arms in the water. Uh, you guys have to look her up. Her name is Hope and she's so cute. You're getting me so emotional. Cute. I know. I like cried watching it. I watched it last night. Then Bronwyn sent it to me today and I watched it again because, you know, I needed to feel something. But she's so, I, I'm a little bit afraid of turtles because one time one bit me on the butt. <laughs> wow. <But> I, <laughs> Steve has also done that to you, but you're married to him. Uh, uh, but, you know, uh, so yeah, but it was scary. I was in a lake and I'm already afraid of water as it is. So true. I was I really. Think that's special. I was out, I was going out on a limb. You know, I was doing something way out of my comfort zone and uh, I got bit on the butt. But you know how unique that situation is? But (laughs) yeah, I don't know how many people have been bitten on the butt by a turt, but you're blessed. I'm a little afraid of them. But seeing this video of Hope, I was just like, oh, she's a precious little bean. It must have been a snapping turtle, and he saw your right butt, and he was like, Arr. he saw it. And it was like a little turtle, too, so it wasn't like a hard <laughs> chomp, but it definitely, you know, it spooked yeah. me enough. Yeah, I you knew were I had been assaulted. Bitten. No, yeah. honestly graced, you yeah. know? You probably, <laughs> like, this is why you're superhuman. Some true, say assault, true. some say graced, you, you know? Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> two sides to this debate. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say a small assault was <laughs> was done, but <laughs> well, good times. You know, we have fun. We love to laugh. Uh, thank you to the lovely people who submitted stories for this episode. We need more stories. This is no joke. We've come to the end of our backlog, which means. It's time to restock. Send us those stories to the Golden Ghouls podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Throw in some alien stuff for Kylie and Emily who yes, love that. Please. It can yeah. literally be about anything spooked. You anything know? spooky. Anything you can't explain. Yeah, for real. Something went missing and then it showed back up. That always freaks me out. Dude, to this day... Don't understand that. You know, tell us something weird. Just anything. Anything. Golden Ghouls, the Golden Ghouls podcast at gmail.com. All right, kids. Anything else you want to say to the folks while we got them? Stay spooky. Until next time. <laughs> Stay spooky. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,